Hello everyone, this is Angie, host of the Nature Nurtured Podcast, and today I just wanted to hop on. I guess I'm just using this new moon in Aries energy um, to just share with you the modality that I discovered last summer. Um, I don't even know if modality is the right word, um, but it is called Gene Keys, and this is really what I base my offerings around is this Gene Keys idea. And I was up this morning out on the driveway per the norm, just running and things kind of were coming in and it just kind of dawned on me that I've never really talked about the things that I have to offer. I usually link my website and encourage people if they would like to work with me to go there and check it out. But I've never really actually talked about what it is that I have to offer. And I know if you have looked at it and you've seen that it talks about shadow work and gene keys, you may still have been thinking, well, what in the hell is that? So I just thought I would get on here today as this kind of extra bonus episode and talk about this a little bit. So I am going to start with the book called The Gene Keys. Uh, The full title is The Gene Keys, Embracing Your Higher Purpose. This book is by Richard Rudd. And I guess you would call him the creator of this Gene Keys modality. Um, So a little bit about him is he is a teacher. He is known as a mystic. He's actually an award-winning poet, and from what I read about him and all the places that he's been, I would definitely also call him a world traveler. He has studied with teachers in the East, and he also holds a master's degree in metaphysics and literature from Edinburgh University. Um, He's also been a teacher of human design. He did that for a lot of years. And I'm guessing just from what I gathered in my research, he took this idea of human design and he created what I would call like a sister modality. Those are my words, not his. Um, And he named it Gene Keys. And Gene is spelled G-E-N-E, like our human genes in our body. And it took him seven years to write this book. And he recounts about how this kind of came to him. And I think it was like this three-day like epiphany event kind of a thing. He doesn't go into great detail about it. He just kind of mentions it. Um, If you're curious, all of this information comes from the Gene Keys website. And it's all of his stuff. It's it has a lot of stuff. So if you want to deep dive further um, and just kind of do your own research and check out um, more in depth the things that I'm talking about, most certainly go do that. It is at www.genekeys.com. So Gene Keys is G-E-N-E-K-E-Y-S. Okay, so Gene Keys. It's like, what in the world is she talking about? Um, it is based on the I Ching. And that is an ancient Chinese 
divination tool. And it's actually the oldest known divination tool. Uh, They think it was probably around the 4th century BC that this came into being. It's some ancient texts and writings, um, like I said, that um, are from the area of China. And I Ching is spelled I, and then a separate word, Ching, C-H-I-N-G, but it is pronounced I Ching. And so what that is, and this is kind of sciencey, but I am going to do my best to put it into terms that are easy to digest. I mean, I am not a science person at all, so I did my best to make this, you know, easy to understand. So basically it is this divination tool is 64 hexagrams, which are six broken yin lines and six unbroken yang lines to make a total of 64 combinations of yin and yang across six lines. And I know that's kind of a mouthful, but basically it's the same binary code that's in our human DNA and other universal patterns. And to get a little bit deeper, these hexagrams are formed by two trigrams that each hold expressions of elemental forces interacting with one another. And like I said, a scientist, I am not. Um, but it's all based off of these hexagrams, which are made up of the trigrams. And I think the most interesting piece of this is how it is the same binary code as our DNA. I think that's the takeaway here is this isn't some happen chance thing that somebody just made up randomly. Like it is a system and it's a very ancient system that's been used, like I said, for a long, long time. And it is it's just eerily um, accurate. So, and if you're interested in I Ching, you should definitely Google that because that is um, a fascinating thing. I've never used that before, but uh, one of these days I will probably get into that and see, you know, what that's like. But this gene key thing is based on the I Ching. So, like I said, the I Ching is the common ancient divination source. And it is, okay, so it's the common divination source from both which human design and gene keys are derived. And maybe you have heard of human design before. I think that is definitely a more popular um, modality or thing than, than gene keys is. I know I've heard that. I've heard people talk about human design a lot more than gene keys. Um, so they both use the 64 hexagrams. A human design calls them gates and gene keys calls them gene keys. So the numbers are the same. So they, they match up um, with each other. The difference is, is that human design focuses on how we use our unique energy to execute our life plan and goals and it's more of a yang energy and that yang energy is like the healthy male energy that go and do energy and 
the gene keys embraces the yin energy, that more female receptive kind of energy. And it calls for us to really um, go in introspectively into our life plan. And when we do that, we can organically then kind of course correct back onto the path that we're supposed to be on once we have kind of healed those shadow places within ourselves. So when you do the healing, you naturally just align back to your life plan. There's not really anything that you go and do. It's more of a receptive, introspective, contemplative, curious, gentle, patient kind of activity. And both human design and gene keys do pull 11 of 64 hexagrams for each person. And so these 11 that are pulled are archetypes, which basically are like energetic themes for your life. So it is, so this combination of 11 gene keys is your unique cosmic makeup. So you're probably thinking, well, but how do you figure out what 11 are yours to work on? So, sorry, the wind is being very Kansas wind-like today. So, I apologize for the the wind noise. Um, So, how you determine this is these 64 hexagrams were at some point in history laid onto the astrological wheel. Each hexagram has a unique position on that wheel and a home within a particular a particular astrological sign. So just like astrology, you can enter your name, your time of birth, your date of birth, and your place of birth. And nowadays we can, it's nice, we can enter that into a website, into a computer system. Um, of course, astrology, pretty much, I mean, you Google your astrolog- astrological chart and you can get a free chart for yourself online. It's very easy. Um, Gene Keys, you need to go to this www.genekeys.com and you can enter in your name and then your birth information and then it will give you your profile. So once you know that, then then you can kind of, that's where I come into play. Um, and I, I will get there in just a minute. So these 11 gene keys that are pulled once you enter your information, that's the focus and the part of the story of your life that you are going, that's the, your, where your focus needs to be. Um, humanity as a whole carries the shadows of all 64 gene keys and What I have found out in doing these reports is that most of these shadows root in some kind of like primal fear that is embedded in us. Fear really does drive everything that's a shadowy thing within us. 
But by focusing on our own unique combination of these 11 gene keys, we can begin to heal ourselves and then we will be aligned on our path. And then if we, you know, if everybody can kind of do that, and I know, I know not everybody is going to do this, but if more and more people do this, then, you know, humanity as a whole will reap the benefits of that. And I know this sounds super crazy, but the book talks about it a lot, um, about how once you kind of work through these things and we as a human species work through these, these fear driven shadows, then we get like this DNA upgrade. And I know it's like, what is she talking about? But I, I know that we don't use most of what our DNA has to offer. I've heard that multiple times on multiple scientific programs that I've watched that don't have anything to do with woo-woo stuff at all. Um, that we just don't. We don't use hardly any of the of our the DNA coding or whatever. I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not a scientist, so I, I don't know the terms, but I know I have heard that. So I guess it's not a surprise then that we can unlock things and kind of level up. And if you look you know, if you think about the human species and how we have evolved over time, I mean, you know, we used to be like the cavemen kind of people. And then, you know, fast forward to like the dark ages. I mean, there was so much violence and killing of one another and then I, we've just seemed to become more quote unquote civilized. Now, of course, there is argument to that because we aren't very kind to one another in a lot of ways still today. But overall, um, we've come a long way. And of course, there's, you know, a long way yet to go, I am sure. But just, I don't know, it helped me to understand that, to think of it like that. If you just think about our progress as humans, so maybe we've already unlocked some of this stuff and we just need to continue on with it. Okay, so I will talk about kind of how I come into the mix of all of this. So what, if you were to decide that, yes, you would like to work with me, um, this, is, this is how this would look. So I would need your birth information and then I could plug that into the website and get your profile and then it gives the information I need to then go to the book that's written by this Richard Rudd. Um, and it is like a big old thick book. And it's it talks about all 64 of the Gene Keys. But it is like an intense read. It is not a read. It's not a book that you would just sit down and like just read for fun. It really is like a tool. Um, and not to say that you couldn't do it. I mean, by all means, if this is something that you're super interested in, um, you could get the book and, and work through this on your own if you wanted to. I am just offering it because it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to sort through and get into. And then I use it as a guide to then work on other things. Um, but you know, I mean, I did this on my own, it's possible, but I just am offering this as a service because I'm trying to save people some steps and kind of just give them some support, I guess, as they go along on this journey, if they choose to do so. So this report is created, it's uniquely yours and it will tell you 
what your shadows are. And and it will also tell you kind of where you need to go, what needs to be transmuted or transformed within you in order to receive the gifts that life has for you. So, okay, then what? So the information in this report, it will it gives you this head start, this shortcut into your own shadow work. And I just think that there's a lot of value in that. I've spent a lot of time working on these things on my own. Um, and then to come to find out, I read this and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I've been working on this stuff. And it's taken me, you know, over a year to even figure out what these things are. And if I would have just had this report first, it sure would have helped me take out some of the guesswork. But there's learning in the process of it all as well. So, um, and if we're this far, I guess, and you're still wondering, what is she talking about when she is talking about shadows? What I mean with shadows is, is it's the places it's when you have shadows, you don't feel aligned in life. And that can look like discontentment, unhappiness, frustration, jealousy. Maybe you're doing a lot of judgment of yourself and others. Maybe you're, you find yourself criticizing others a lot. Um, it can look like anger. It can look like self-pity. Um, and it also is, you find yourself spending a lot of time looking for outward sources to blame. So this report will help guide you inward. And I'm going to say that if you're not ready to look at this stuff, I mean, it can, it can feel harsh if you're not ready. There's a sting to it. However, I will say from experience, you probably will not be surprised at what you find here. Um, most likely you will recognize the shadows that are mentioned, but I really encourage you um, to not take this in a light way as far as it, it is a lot. Um, just if you're not ready for it, if you find it very triggering, it's, that's not everybody's ready. Um, and that's okay. Um, but so you really do need to be ready and, and ready to like dig in and do the work. And the thing is about this work, you don't have to do it all at once. You can do a little bit and then kind of let that absorb, take a break, you know, and then bring awareness to another one. And just the the thing that I found the most helpful is to, to know what these shadows were in myself and then be able to just watch and observe myself have these things pop up in my life and how I responded showed me exactly if I had more work to do or if I have kind of started to find healing and here in a minute, I'm going to give some examples of my own shadow work. So that kind of just gives, you know, I always give examples using myself. I am an open book on this podcast for sure. Um, I just think it's a, it just makes it more real if I can give examples. So um, before I do that, though, I did want to just talk about my offerings. So if you've gotten to this point and you are interested 
this is how I this is how I work. And you can find this on my website as well. And that is um www.naturenurturedsoul.com. Um, and that is always linked in my show notes. So, um, but what, what this will look like, if you are a first time client, then what you will get is this gene key report, which I refer to as a nature report. Nature meaning this is what comes from us. It's our nature. And I will also be giving you a nurture package, which will be a Reiki infused gemstone bracelet and a journal um, that you are welcome to use for your shadow work. Um, I have found journaling about things is really a great way to work through them and just kind of keeping track of your progress. And sometimes, you know, when you slip back to it, just it's a nice little little way to keep track of yourself. So those things you would get mailed to you if you were not in the area or if you happen to come for in-person stuff, I would just give them to you in person. Um, and you would also get a nurture session. And what that looks like is it's it's about an hour-ish phone call. And what would happen during that hour is I would be doing a lot of listening. Um, I may have questions, but it this is your time to talk to me and let me know kind of what's going on in your life, where your frustrations are, where you see um, you have areas that you would like to work on. Um, we would talk about maybe some physical pain because a lot of times um, that is an indication of emotional um, stuff that's been buried and we would just kind of dig in, but I would be doing a lot of listening and a lot of note taking at this time. And then from there, after I had visited with you, I would prepare a care guide. And so this guide would give you some information, like some interventions that you can try for yourself, some activities, some different modalities that you can use, or some different practices to help you on your journey. And these are things that you would just work on as you felt like it on your own, um, and there's no rush. I mean, just because you know the things you need to work on doesn't mean you have to jump right in. Um, that's my tendency. And I don't even think that that's really like the best way to go about it. That's just my, my personality is I know what's wrong and now I'm going to, I'm going to get after it. And that's just, I have a lot of Virgo in my astrology chart. And I think that's just, um, part of that sign. I, I just, if I know what it is, I want to fix it. I want to get after it. So I, I think there's a lot to be said though, with just, um, really sitting with things and observing them before you get real gung ho about, about it all. And I've learned that. Um, so I'm just passing that little tidbit onto you as a, just something that I've learned as I've processed through my stuff. So, okay. So after, this first time client visit, that may be all that you need um, ever from me or this, you know, you may want to check back in with me in a month or six months or a year or whatever feels good. Uh, maybe you work on your own for a while and then you want a little bit more feedback or you just want to go over some different ideas. And if that is the case, then I do have a returning client package and, um, this would be where 
we would talk on the phone again for, you know, that hour-ish kind of time. Um, and again, I would be doing listening and just hearing how things have been going, what else, um, questions, concerns that you may have. And then after our phone call, um, you will have access, unlimited email correspondence with me for seven weekdays. So, um, I just know people are busy on the weekends. Um, I have stuff with family on the weekends a lot of times. And so, I don't. I didn't want to not be available, and then you not really get your your time from me on the weekend. So I. That's why I say weekdays. I just want to make sure that you, um, that it's fair. So, um, that and I don't need. They don't even have to be seven consecutive days. And I will. I have um, access to being able to email um, throughout the day. And just depending on my client load, I should be able to get back with you several times back and forth through an email during the day. Um, That should not be a problem. I definitely want to be available if you have questions or concerns for sure. So that is how that looks on my end. Um, Like I said, if this is something that you're interested in, you can go to my website, um, and just kind of check it out. I, I do describe this on there as well. There's a pretty good description on the website. You, I cannot at this time schedule people directly on the website. What I'm asking people to do is to email me at um, naturenurturedsoul at gmail. And then we can just kind of go back and forth and set up um, a time that would work for us to have that first phone session and then I could get also your information so I can get that um, nature report ready to go for you and then I can get your stuff um, in the mail to you if you live out of town. So if you're thinking about it, um, yeah, just kind of sit with it and see what feels good. Um, I just thought that I've talked about a lot of things over the last couple months, but I had not gotten into Gene Keys, which is kind of a key part of what I do. And I know I've talked about shadow work a lot on this podcast and each episode I do kind of work through, I, well, I give examples of how I've worked through my own shadows. Um, and I do that as just this, I feel like it's just a way to give back to people to just put out this example and offer this as a way to guide people if they kind of want to work on their own. But I also wanted to let you know that I'm available if you need more than that. So, okay. Um, I said that I would give examples of my own report and I worked on this, um, last summer. So, Give me just a second here. I am outside and it is windy and I don't want everything to blow away. Give me just a second to dig here. Okay, so my first thing is, so it's called life's work. And this is my external work in the world. And the cool thing about this book is it also gives like the organ or the body part that is associated with this. And for me, um, this was associated with the thyroid. So that throat area. And so my shadow 
in this area is mediocrity. And I'll just read to you what I have written down last summer here. It says, this is due to fear of being different, of standing out, or being seen. The purpose of the fear is to keep you safely in mainstream society, going through the safe motions of the societal machine. Following this path will leave you feeling hollow because you didn't pursue your dreams or angry because the artificial life you live can't be sustained. And that resonated hard with me for sure. That was not a surprise. That is something that I knew I needed to work on. And so this was just a very nice confirmation to me that, yeah, you need to get your crap together, sister, and quit being afraid of what people think about you and put yourself out there. Um, And I had to do a lot of um, self-love and self-worth work to be able to get to that. Um, So then that's the shadow. And then it also gives you what they call the gift. And the gift is style. And here's what it says about that. This is about manifesting dreams, surrendering to creative process, taking a leap of faith, and showing the world your true authentic self and gifts. And I honestly haven't looked at these a lot. I mean, I maybe looked at them one other time before today, um, since last June, when I wrote all of this stuff down. Um, So I kind of had this tucked away in the back of my mind. But it's just funny even reading this now. I'm like, wow, I have come a really long ways because I did used to have this just fear of anybody noticing me because I did not want to be made fun of or criticized. I just cared so much about what other people thought about me. And I care, but in a different way now. I just, I don't know. I I don't want to be, I want to be helpful to people. I want to be I want to put myself out there in a way that is kind and loving and supportive to people. So I care about it in that way. But I really have learned that like, you know, I can put myself out there to the world and be 100% me. And then I feel good and aligned. And they can take me or leave me. I'm not for everybody. Just like everybody's not for me. And it's okay. And I've learned not to take it personally. And I've learned to just deal I mean just to yeah just to not take it personally and know that that's just that's just life and that it's okay um and now that hasn't been challenged a lot I mean I do put myself out here on this podcast once a week but I mean in reality I can't see you guys who are out there listening um so in a way you know it's not that I'm hiding behind this phone as I talk into it and put myself out there because I know eventually people will hear it and people that I know in the community. And I think that's been the hardest part is just like, oh goodness, you know, I I don't want the kids to um, have people say anything to them that would make them feel awkward or weird. And I know that's happened a little bit with my oldest, um, you know, high school kids. They like to, they like to tease about wherever they can. So, but that's okay. I mean, it teaches us all something and um, makes us all a little bit resilient when we put ourselves out there and we have to just um, deal with the repercussions of being our own special weird. And that is okay. And, you know, the kids, they, they have to learn that like I do. And, um, but it's hard. So 
Anyway, that was my number one. That was the first one. That's my life's work shadow. The second one, it's called the evolution shadow. And this is like my greatest challenge is what it's called. And this rules the small intestine, um, this particular um, shadow that I'm going to talk about. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and um, how this works is it, they'll pair together. So this shadow is called compromise. And it is, pe- it is paired with that mediocrity shadow that I just talked about. So and this is what it says. It is about giving up your own power or spirit to fit in or be helpful. It can be subtle, but it can also become a habit. Compromising makes you a follower, not a creator. It represses your true nature. This causes your energy to become stagnant inside your body. This can cause you to feel like you have to prove yourself, which will also bring feelings of rage. So that is the shadow. And I mean, I, yeah, I identify with that. I mean, I think, and I can see where that definitely goes hand in hand with the mediocrity. I mean, basically just um, keeping myself small to be helpful, to like, to fit in, to just, to be like kind of a compliment to other people's dreams, I guess, is kind of a way to look at it. Um, but yeah, I definitely was feeling stagnant in life. I didn't know this was why. Like I didn't think about that being the cause. But but yeah, um, I thought that was interesting. And, I, and it does bring feelings. I mean, rage is kind of a strong word. But I mean, yeah, it makes you feel angry. Um, when you feel stifled and stagnant. Okay, so that was the shadow. The gift for that is competence. And here's what it says. This gift goes with the gift of style. And that was the gift for mediocrity that I just talked about a little bit ago. It carries with it efficiency, enthusiasm, flair, and flexibility. This is about listening and responding to the environment in your body. This feels like you are centered and have fire in your belly. This gift is about being confident in your own unique ideas, but also being open to receive input from others. It is about being a team player without having to always be the leader. Teaching is a natural part of this gift. This gift creates the power of attraction. It draws in the right support and also abundance. So, Yes, that I have really taken that and I've remembered these things, this fire in your belly, this willpower, this, this sense of being my own and being confident and not worrying about what other people think. I mean, it very much is like it very, I can see where it pairs so well with that last gift and how those two shadows and gifts really complement one another. And I just thought it was interesting that um, teaching is a part of this, which I am naturally drawn to. I have been my whole life. And I also thought it was very interesting about not always having to be the leader and being a team player. Um, because I feel like that sometimes this, if there's too much, if like you're a person that has a lot of confidence, it's... or it can kind of come off, this shadow can kind of come off as being too pushy, too overly, like it has to be my way or the highway. Um, so 
I, I do watch myself with that too. Um, because I don't, I, you know, I don't want to ever be anybody's guru. I don't have all the answers. I definitely look to other people for input and, um, I think collaboration is so powerful and so important. So, um, that was definitely food for thought for me. And just these both were just a nice, um, confirmation to what I already suspected about my shadows. Um, moving on, I'll do a couple, a couple more here. Um, so this shadow, the, the body part that it kind of, um, rules is the, the sacral chakra, which is that womb area. So like your pelvic area and the shadow is half heartedness. And this is about giving up at the first sign of trouble or discomfort, ultimately because of fear. But if you quit something too soon, you will fall into the same loop. If you push ahead, you make quantum leaps forward. This shadow will keep showing up, keep taunting you until you learn to push through it. It is important to recognize and honor a natural ending, but not ghost people or situations. And that is another one that just hit home hard because I am famous for having these big ideas, these dreams. But then at the first obstacle, I'm like, oh, it's too hard. And that must be just, I shouldn't be doing this. For example, um, this, the fact that, um, I followed through and made a website and have been doing this podcast and I've been holding moon circles for people who are local, um, that I did those things, even though I had no idea how to do any of them, especially like the website, the technology stuff. I would say a year ago, I even a year ago, yeah, I would have just been like, that's too hard. I can't do it. And then I would have thought, well, I don't want to pay somebody to do something that I should know how to do. I guess I'm just dumb and I just won't do it. And then I would have been mad. And then the loop would have, you know, the cycle would have continued. So that spoke really loud to me. This, um, that half-heartedness, that giving up when things get hard. Um, and it's not that I'm afraid of the hard work. I think it was more of the confidence. Like I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. Uh, instead of just like doing it and figuring it out as I go and just, you know, taking a breath, giving myself some grace and just learning one thing at a time. Um, so the gift in that is commitment. This is an energy within you, not something society or morals call for you to do. Commitment is about honoring natural cycles, not shoulding. It is about surrendering and going with the flow. Align with your inner truth, trust, and let nature do the rest. And I remember reading this and then that's when I was, I really worked on trying to surrender and let go. I did take this gift to heart like that. I do remember consciously, this was something that I didn't know how to work through. And I remember thinking, okay, this is good information. Um, I'm going to really pay attention to the moon cycles. I'm going to pay attention to how I feel, how my body feels and not push when things need to just be resting. Um, that, that was the moment, um, 
that that really was the first time I even considered this. Um, and just really paying attention and just letting things naturally happen as they do without pushing so hard. Because I think before it's like to get something done, I need to push and I have to work really hard. And while that's true, you also have to rest and also allow things to come in. So that's been interesting to also reflect back on and see kind of how I've grown in that. Um, I know in another episode I talked about, I think it was last week, um, about being flexible and learning that. And that's very much, um, a part of this, this gift, um, of learning to surrender and go with the flow. And at first, I think I mentioned this too. I did. I tried so hard to go with the flow. I wasn't flowing, but I eventually did figure that out and I was able just to let go. But, um, you know, it's, you figure it out, you figure it out as you go and it, and everybody, you know, does things on their own time schedule. And, and that's just the beautiful part of being your own individual. So that is that one. Let me see. I'm going to do one more. This one, um, is this gene key. It, it directly affects your physical, emotional, and mental health. And the part of the body for this shadow in me is the solar plexus. And so that's that willpower center. Um, It's kind of like in your stomach area. It's, yeah, that solar plexus is right above your belly belly button. So um, the shadow here for me is desire. It says, desire is the great teacher of humanity. As we go to sometimes to extreme means to get what we desire, we learn lessons. We also learn that to desire never goes away. One goal is reached or we get to one thing we want and then the desire for something else arises. The fallout from chasing our desires works to raise the collective consciousness. It throws us into experiencing life and this exactly this is exactly what we are supposed to do. Finding balance and desire is important. To fight it is to become over-serious. To indulge too much can cause flippantness. And this resonated with me, but I, I don't know that I'd ever really given it much thought until my attention was brought directly to this. Um, this chasing it of of things and how we reach one thing and then we want to go on to the next. And yeah, it it keeps us going and it keeps us from getting, um, stagnant for sure. But I can see where, um, you know, you, you get used to that, that indulging in the, in the things that are good. Um, and then you just kind of take them for granted. But of course, you know, to be, I think for me, it was more of this over seriousness, this, um, pushing too hard, um, is kind of how it resonated with me. This, this chasing, it was more about the chasing. I would get so wrapped up in that I couldn't just enjoy. And so the gift in this is lightness Um, And this is about following your desires of life with a sense of surrender and joy. It is about humor and balance and peace and following your joy without being addicted to it 
or the outcomes it brings. And that is definitely something I've worked on over this past year. Um, and intentionally so after reading this, um, not being overly attached to the outcomes. I mean, and I really had to practice that even in doing this podcast, um, you know, doing it, putting it out there and trusting it will go exactly to who needs to hear it and not to worry about how many people are listening and what they think about it to an extent. Um, that just practicing this detachment so that it is fun and it is light and it is joyful. And I'm doing it for those reasons, for the reasons of like these lightness things, this, this surrender and joy, um, rather than a means to an end. I think that was really important for me to hear that. Um, and I do, that's one of my mantras. And I think I've mentioned this before. Um, and I tell myself every day, I follow my joy and abundance comes easily. And I, every day, every day I say that to myself while I'm doing my lotioning. That's, that's my routine. And, you know, you say it enough, then it, you believe it and then it becomes a habit. And then that's, you know, what you do with your days is what you do with your life. And so I've really taken that to heart. So that's the last one that I will share. Um, we're kind of getting into a lot of time here. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share so that you, you kind of knew what to expect, what this could look like for you. Um, so yeah, I hope this was helpful. And if you're interested, um, for sure, um, contact me, check out my website, Um, if it's a not right now thing, that is fine. There is absolutely no pressure. If listening to the podcast is, is enough for right now and gives you enough to chew on, that is totally cool. Um, if you are ever ready for some deeper work or if you just, you feel out of alignment, but you really don't know where to start this, um, and you know that you've got work to do, you just maybe need some help identifying exactly what this is a great way to do it. So, All right, guys. Um, thank you for humoring me today as I've, I've had to sit down outside today and I'm afraid when I stand up, I'm going to have some wet jeans. Um, with that four inches of rain that we got a couple days ago, um, I think the ground is still a little saturated and I'm probably going to need to go and then change my pants. So, Anyway, with that, I hope you all have had a great day. Um, I hope you've all had a chance to get outside in nature. And I hope that you have found this little extra bonus episode helpful. And until next time, bye for now.